Fellas, fellas, what's going on? I'm Austin Abbott. Welcome back to Fade Consensus Podcast. How we doing? How's everybody doing? I feel like absolute garbage today. It is 8.43 in the morning. I took off work. We're going to be talking about round four today of my Dynasty Rookie Draft. This is uh, June 9th when I'm recording this. This is the fifth episode in a row. Um, what, what, what do we do? Uh, five episodes now, right? We've done one episode the past five days, so we're on a roll, man. We're we're doing well. I'm having fun though. Like like I know I gotta get better as a podcast host, or just my podcast in general is not good right now. Like I get it, the content is not good. I shouldn't I shouldn't say the content's not good because like the actual, um, the information itself, you know, it's something that I stand by, and like I know it's good information. It's just the podcast itself, you know, it needs polishing, right? Like like I'm having fun. I'm enjoying myself. I like talking football. And uh, I'm just going to keep talking football because I enjoy it. Yep. So without further ado, we're going to kick things off with a 4.01. First pick, fourth round, Zach Wilson, straight out of BYU. This kid's got great size, right? 6'3". I like my quarterbacks tall. I like my quarterbacks to be a little mobile, like Andrew Luck, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. But I'm not looking for quarterbacks to be, you know, Lamar Jackson type. Um I just that that's what I like. I like the traditional pocket passer with a little bit of mobility, right? When you have to, um, and and that's what Zach Wilson definitely is, right? He he's 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 faster than people think. He's six three two fourteen. Like I just said, man, the the size is good. I like the size. Second overall, he's got the draft cap. <laughs> Clearly, he's got the draft cap, right? That's always great, you know. Very very important, and. He lands in the team, you know, the New York Jets. I understand they're one of the worst football teams in the league, but with the addition of the head coach and um, their draft and, you know, the departure of Adam Gase, and, I mean, the list goes on, man. Like, the Jets are only going to get better and better, right? Or at least you'd you'd hope they'd only get better. So, But, but I want to talk a little bit about Zach Wilson, um, his time at, at BYU. So as a freshman, right, he didn't do a whole lot. He played... Played a little bit more than half the season. He had uh, 12 touchdown passes, three interceptions, right? It was, it was a quiet season. The following year, he also played nine games, too. I, I didn't even realize he played nine games his freshman and his sophomore year, right? But he had more volume. He had he had uh, 80 more completions, and he also had, like, 130 more attempts, right? He, but my point is he was passing a lot more, right, in his sophomore season. He only had 11 touchdowns and 9 interceptions, right? So his, his freshman year, he had 12 touchdowns, 3 interceptions. Sophomore year, 11 touchdowns, 9 interceptions, right? You're th- sitting there thinking, how is this kid the second overall pick? And then his third year, right? This is his junior year. This is re- where he really popped off, right? He, he just crushed it. He had 73.5% completion percentage, right? That's phenomenal. That's so good. 33 touchdowns, three interceptions. I mean, that's immaculate, right? Like that. But yeah, his junior year, he just kicked butt. He was he was beast. He he was so good, man. He he really played some dominant football. And look, I know that he lost to um, Coastal Carolina, and you know he's got his knocks. I'm not I'm not a big Zach Wilson fan, right? Like I've I've said that. But this kid could succeed. He absolutely can. He's just you know he he's going into one of the worst teams, right? And the supporting cast there, it's better. It is absolutely better than, than what it's been recently. But it's still by no means good, right? So, like, the Jets' offense as a whole could be horrible for not only the NFL, but 
fantasy purposes all throughout this year and I would not be surprised. I'd be surprised if they were, you know, good this year for fantasy purposes. But um, if you want to take any player on the Jets this this year, you know, it's it's like a dart throw. But but at 4.01, man, I I love this pick. Like I think this is such good value. It's again, we play one quarterback league, right? We're an A-team dynasty uh, one QB PPR league, right? So Zach Wilson at 4.01 is good value. I don't care what anyone says. He's really, really good value. And if this kid really hits, oh, my God, like this is this is a grand slam for this GM. But here's the thing, man. Like Zach Wilson in my rankings, I have him around QB 22. I should probably bump him up to like QB 20, right? He's floating around with guys like – like I actually have Baker real low. I have Baker well, probably a lot lower than you guys want over here, but – like, I, I got uh, Zach Wilson just above Matt Ryan, for example, and that's strictly due to age. Like, Matt Ryan's going to be better for redraft purposes, but but Zach Wilson, you know, he's he's already more valuable than Matt Ryan, in my opinion. Um, you know, you got to put Zach Wilson above Tom Brady or Derek Carr. Even, like, Derek Carr, like, I have Zach Wilson ranked above, right? I just... I, another guy that's right ne- right next to Zach Wilson is Daniel Jones, right? I, and I'm not sold on Daniel Jones. I'm not a Daniel Jones truther by any means, so... But, uh, you know, man, if you get a fourth-round pick and you can land a guy like this, you absolutely do it. So I like the pick. I wish the best for the kid, and I hope he kills it in the NFL. I hope he does well, you know. Yeah, that's it. Zach Wilson, 4.01. Let's move on. 4.02, Chuba Hubbard. Okay, talk about one of the craziest collegiate rides ever. This is the definition of a roller coaster ride, okay? Does that make sense? Chuba Hubbard, six foot two ten, right? He was fourth round, 126 overall, drafted by the Carolina Panthers, right? And the Panthers have nobody after Christian McCaffrey, literally nobody. So that is why you need to draft this kid. This kid, had four, I only had the 4.08, right? That was the only draft pick that I had in, in the whole draft. I, you know, I, I won last year and I, I gambled, I I'd given away all of my picks hoping and praying that I would win and fortunately it paid off but you know that's the price that you pay right you have no picks left over so my point is Chuba Hubbard at 4.02 is such a good value right handcuffs matter man especially like in our dynasty league we have 20 maybe 20 what do we have like 24 bench pieces we, I don't even know if we have like 22 bench pieces we have so many bench pieces right and when you're when you got that many pieces it just you want to you want to roster everyone who could be relevant if there's one injury, right? So Chuba Hubbard is like a can't-miss type of player, in my opinion. I was hoping he'd fall to 4.08. You know, he didn't. I didn't expect him to, right? But let's talk about his time at Oklahoma State. As a freshman, he had an all right year, right? It wasn't too bad. He had 740 rushing yards, right? And two touchdowns. The following year, his sophomore year was crazy. He had almost 2,100 rushing yards and 21 touchdowns, right? It just, I, I don't, he's just insane. He was absolutely insane. And then his junior year, everything turned, man. This is, when I say roller coaster, I mean, like, this is the part where, you know, you're at the top and you're just, you're on King to Kai and you're going down like 90 miles an hour and you're just crashing and burning. He had, 625 yards and five touchdowns, right? And and he played half the game. He played seven games, right? His, his previous year when he snapped his sophomore year, he played 13 games, right? 13 games as a freshman, 13 games as a sophomore, and then seven games as a as a uh, a junior, right? So 
he, he like his average is four point seven, which was down. His touchdowns were down. His yards were down. And it wasn't like it was a horrible year, but it, it just his sophomore year was so dominant, right? If if he would have been healthy, played full year, and you know nothing pertaining to COVID, man, things would be you know you'd be looking at him very differently, right? Like if this kid was drafted or had gone into the NFL a year earlier. I mean, he would have been right up there with J.K. Dobbins and DeAndre Swift and uh, just just all those guys, man. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Jonathan Taylor. Um, he, he would have been there, Cam Akers. He, he would have been there, but he's not. He decided to go back to school and just bought out for a year, right? But So I'm not trying to be negative. All in all, I still think the kid's got talent, and I love the pick at 4.02, right? He's... It's just crazy because he's a fourth-round pick today, and a year ago he was probably going to be a late first or mid-first in a rookie draft. Like, you don't know. He could have been he could have been a mid-first. I wouldn't have been surprised. It would have made perfect sense to me, okay? Let's uh, let's move on, man. But Chuba Hubbard, if you own CMC, I don't even care if you own CMC. You should roster this kid in Dynasty. If you have a ton of spots on your bench, right, you should absolutely roster him. But... Yeah, that's just my two cents. I, I like the kid, right? He he could be very, very relevant if CMC gets hurt. And what did CMC do last year? Missed 13 games. So keep that in mind. Next up, 4.03, Elijah Mitchell. Running back, five foot ten, two 201 pounds, straight out of Louisiana, headed to the San Francisco 49ers. He was, he was 194th overall, okay? Draft cap, clearly not there, right? That's very, very bad. Um, his size is fine, man. 5'10", 201. I'll take that all day. He's got the measurables. Um, he does not have the worst college production. In fact, his college production is, is, it's better than like what the, the image that the media portrays, right? You think of Elijah Mitchell and you're just like, like, okay, whatever. This kid's nothing. This kid's not relevant. But in reality, he, he was more productive than you think, right? As, as a freshman, didn't do a whole lot, 257 rushing yards, four touchdowns. His sophomore season, he really put himself on the map with just under 1,000 yards and 13 touchdowns. That's solid. That's not bad. The following year, right, he had 198 attempts, 1,147 yards, 16 touchdowns on the ground. This is all at Louisiana State, four years, right? And then instead of coming out, he went back for his senior year and had – a little bit, he had less attempts, right? 50 less attempts. He had 878 rushing yards and eight touchdowns. And I'm not going to say coming back senior year hurt him, but it didn't help him, okay? It absolutely did not help him. It It's like this is a kid that he's probably never going to do anything in the NFL unless there's an injury or two, right? And, and, and could he be something one day? Maybe. Do I expect him to be? No, right? And, and, Say what you want about the Niners, right? They're not a bad team, man. They're they're really not a bad team. But you got Mozart, who's probably going to be there one more year at most. I would imagine Raheem Mozart walks after this year. Uh, I like the kid from Ohio State that they drafted earlier, right? That, you know, draft cap matters. I, I always say it. Draft cap absolutely does matter. You know, and, like, there's a reason why the 49ers took Trey Sermon before they took Elijah Mitchell, right? There's there's just a reason, right? Because they clearly, they invested more into him. They think that he's better. And, frankly, I think they're right as well. I, I like the kid. I, I like Trey Sermon a lot. But, yeah, man, if, if Trey Sermon were to go down, 
Elijah Mitchell's very, very interesting all of a sudden, right? That that's kind of where I'm at with him. Okay, he's got he's got R eight college production and he doesn't have the draft cap, but he's got measurables, right? He checks he checks a lot of boxes, but there's a few that he doesn't check. So, like if it was between Elijah Mitchell and Chuba, I'm 100% taking Chuba, right? He's got a more clear path to succeeding, less guys on the depth chart in front of him. Th- like that's what I mean when I say that, right? There's only one guy to beat, and it's an Get, and it's Christian McCaffrey who's who's not very very young anymore, right? I'm not saying he's old, but he's not young. Just missed 13 games, so if it's if you're between Elijah Mitchell or Chuba Hubbard, it's Chuba Hubbard all day, absolutely all day, right? Let's move on. We're gonna move on to the 4.04. This is Ramondre Stevenson, fourth round, 120th overall. This is a kid that was drafted from Oklahoma straight to the New England Patriots. And, dude, if there's one thing that you need to know about this kid, it's that his college production was very, very, very sus. Okay, some people, like, really like Ramondre Stevenson, and I never got it. I, I never understood it, right? Maybe because he's got a pretty name or, like, a flashy name, Ramondre Stevenson. I, I don't know. Like, that's not a bad running back name. I mean, definitely gets my attention. Very easy to remember, Ramondre Stevenson. But with that being said, he only played two years at Oklahoma. His junior, senior year, he had 515 rushing yards and then 665 rushing yards, right? And six touchdowns and seven touchdowns. He, The production definitely was not there, um, and the draft cap speaks for it, right? He, he, was, he went fourth round. I, I don't know, man. New England's weird. Like, New England's... They draft very strange to me. I, I don't agree with a lot. And, and they look, Bill Belichick's greatest head coach of all time, right? He's absolutely the greatest head coach ever. But as far as drafting goes, like the New England's front office, you know, their GM, Bill Belichick, they, I don't always understand some of their decisions, but it seems to work out. And New England is, you know, they, they always have like three kind of relevant running backs. And I just never know which one is going to succeed and more often than not, none of them exceed, right? Like, Sony Michelle is there this year. Damian Harris is there. Ramondre Stevenson. There's probably a fourth guy that I'm missing. Um, you know, but it, it's just, like, ugly, man. Like, like the, they're not good for fantasy purposes. You know, we're not talking, like, Corey Dillon, like, some stud New England running back that, that they've had in the past, right? They, they just... They don't have it. You know what? You can make an argument that that's a big plus for Ramondre Stevenson is that New England doesn't have that stud alpha running back. They don't. So he's got that going for him. He's got the size, six foot two thirty one. Right? That's that's solid, man. I like. I don't mind my running backs being six foot six one. Right? I, and of course, like I get a lot of running backs like five eight, five nine, five ten. But I don't mind being a little bit taller, like Adrian Peterson or Saquon Barkley. Like those are some big dogs. And guess what? They're really good at running the rock. But, yeah, man, Ramondre Stevenson. I like Chuba Hubbard more than Ramondre. But, hey, it's a fourth-round pick. Okay, what are you going to do? It's 4.04. 4.05, Anthony Schwartz, wide receiver out of Auburn. Six foot, 186 pounds. And he actually got some okay draft cap. He went earlier than I thought, third round, 91st overall from Auburn, right? Drafted by the Cleveland Browns, okay? So, this kid's so fast. Like this kid's so fast. Here's I'll I'll tell you one thing about Anthony Schwartz. If OBJ leaves, like there's so many rumors that I see about OBJ leaving. If OBJ left, things could get very interesting. And I think he could leave, right? 
But right now, Anthony Schwartz is looked at as worthless and probably like almost irrelevant. But if OBJ left, man, things could change quickly. Jarvis, I don't think Jarvis is going to be there much longer. And then you got like Donovan Peoples-Jones, right? All of a sudden, there's there's big drop off, right? I like I like some of the other weapons that they got though, like Harrison Bryant. Baker just doesn't pass as much as I would like him to because they have such a dominant run game, right? You got Nick Chubb and you got Kareem Hunt. They are maybe, I shouldn't even say maybe, I think they're the best one-two punch in the league. I think they are the number one team, running team in the league, right? They're just, they're both insane. They're both so good. Nick Chubb's underrated. And I know you might say, like, Austin, how can you even say that? But no, trust me, Nick Chubb is underrated. He is better than you think. He's even better than that. And Kareem Hunt is not no slouch. You know, he literally led the league in rushing yards as a rookie. Like, if he didn't have off-the-field issues, man, he'd probably still be in Cleveland. I don't even know where Clyde Edwards-Hilaire... I'm sorry. He would still be in Kansas City. I don't know where Clyde Edwards-Hilaire would be. I mean, everything would be different, man, if he didn't have those off-the-field issues. Kareem Hunt, that is. But with that being said, let's get back back on track. Anthony Schwartz landing in Cleveland. It's an okay spot. It's just... We're probably going to need to see OBJ leave or an injury happen. You know, that's likely what we're going to have to see. The college production wasn't there for this kid at Auburn, though. Like his freshman year, he had 357 yards off of 22 catches. Sophomore year, 41 catches, 440 yards. He took a, a you know a leap forward, one touchdown, and then the following year, his final year, his junior year, 636 yards. Three touchdowns, 54 catches. Like, it's just the college production was not there. But he's fast. He's uh, he played at a big school in Auburn. And he ended up getting drafted at the very end of the third round, right? I don't know. I think Cleveland might, I don't want to say use this kid as like a, a gadget player. But he could be like a kick returner, punt returner. Or like doing some jet sweeps. Um, I look at him more of as like a possession type of player right that's kind of how I view Diami Brown I view them both as possession types of wide receivers okay but but I mean look this kid can also stretch the field as well I, I don't know man it's it's a fourth round pick right that we're, we're talking dart throws so Anthony Schwartz is not someone I really want to spend that much more time on if he hits hey good for you man good pick good pick by this GM but He's not someone that I would probably invest in. That's just my two cents. Let's move on to the 4.06. We got three picks left, and then we are done with the rookie draft completely, fellas. We got Dwayne Eskridge, 4.06. He is five foot nine, 190 pounds. His size is okay. I would like him to be a little bit bigger, but hey, you can get by with that. He's straight out of Western Michigan and drafted by the Seattle Seahawks. The second round, 56th overall. So here's what I'm going to say. This kid went 4.06 in my dynasty rookie draft, right? 4.06. That means he almost fell to waivers. With that being said, a second round pick at 4.06, that's money, right? I don't like Dwayne Eskridge. I don't think this kid is very good. Um, I don't like the landing spot at all, actually. I, I Like, Russ is, gr- Russ is great. I love Russell Wilson. He's so good. But with Tyler Lockett there and DK Metcalf, I don't think Dwayne Eskridge is going to do much at all. Okay? and But back to my point. This kid fell to almost the final pick 
in our rookie draft, right? 4.06. And he was drafted in the second round. Do you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of last year when I drafted K.J. Hamler at 4.03, almost the last pick in our rookie draft. And K.J. Hamler was also a second-round pick, right? So when you get... The later you get in your drafts, like round three and round four for your dynasty rookie drafts, I think it's much wiser to draft players with good draft cap, right? That's one of the things you should focus on is is just look at draft cap, okay? Because if a team drafted someone in round one or round two, they clearly like him, right? They clearly want that player to succeed. Otherwise, they wouldn't be spending, you know, or utilizing high draft cap. Like, it, it's not rocket science. It's, it's very simple. So with that being said, this isn't a bad pick at all. It's 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 actually pretty good value, you know, considering this kid literally got drafted in the second round. Remember, this is a pick. Dwayne Eskridge got picked 56 overall. What did DK Metcalf go? 63rd overall, right? So, and I like using DK as an example because right, he's like a top five dynasty wide receiver or fringe, whatever. He's right around there. But Dwayne Eskridge literally got drafted earlier than him. So, at 4.06, it's a hell of a value. I want to talk about his college production just before we move on. In his entire collegiate career, he had never hit 800 yards. Okay, that's not good. Like, that's just garbage. He had also never surpassed, uh, what was it? Aside from his final year, he never broke three touchdowns. His final year at eight, right? Okay, that's a a fair number. I'll give him that. But he also never even broke 40 receptions. I think the most he had was 38. Yeah, 38. So... With that being said, I mean, his college production, it just, it was booty. It was not there. His size is all right. Good draft cap. Um, but what bothers me is he didn't have the production, man. So, hey, at 4.06, this is a hell of a pick, right? Good, good value pick. But we're going to move on, fellas. 4.07, we have Cornell Powell, wide receiver out of Clemson, six foot, 204. Check, check that box. Check the big school box. I love that. And then fifth round, 181st overall. That's not good. That's very, very bad. And there's a reason that he went very late. But it was to the Kansas City Chiefs. So that's a big box that I like to check, right? I get landing spot doesn't always matter. But in this case, when you get paired up with Patrick Mahomes, it's never a bad thing. Listen to some of his college production, right? He did absolutely nothing. When I say nothing, I mean he did not have a, over 100 receiving yards. <laughs> or he didn't have over 130 receiving yards until his senior year, where he had 882 yards, seven touchdowns, right? That's a not a bad year. It's fine. But the rest of his collegiate career, complete garbage. Throw it in the dumpster. Forget about it. Burn it. Terrible. Terrible. But, oh, boy. This kid is what you call a dart throw that I like, right? And the reason that I like it is because I think he's got great size, six foot, 204, right? He's absolutely yoked. He's out of Clemson, a good program. They produce a ton of great wide receivers, and he lands with the Kansas City Chiefs' Patrick Mahomes. Look, this kid might never do anything. And guess what? Oh, well, it's your 4.07. That's why I love this pick. But this kid could absolutely explode. This kid is someone who lands with Patrick Mahomes and the only receiver in front of him, right? And I say receiver. The only receiver in front of him is Tyreek Hill. Yes, you have Travis Kelsey. He's a tight end, right? But 
They're, the Chiefs need a wide receiver too, right? Demarcus Robinson sucks. He's garbage. You know who else sucks? Is Michael Hardman. Michael Hardman had an outrageously high drop percentage last year. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. What Michael Hardman is, right? He, he's what you call a miss, okay? Like, just being completely blunt. Michael Hardman was a miss by the Chiefs. Tyreek Hill had some off-the-field issues. They were looking into replacing him temporarily and they just whiffed on the pick right he's got the speed he's got incredible speed but what he is he he is to me a gadget player he is a punt returner a kick returner he does jet sweeps he is so bad at catching a football he has terrible hands terrible right all he has is speed and that's great like that's totally fine it's just not good as a NFL wide receiver. And that is the reason that they're going to move on from from him. And And I think Cornell Powell has a very, very clear path to becoming the Chiefs wide receiver two and their third option overall, right? So look, 4.07, this is a great pick. This is absolutely such a good pick. I mean, like when you got a clear path, you come from a good school, you have great measurables, but you don't have draft cap or college production right like that's what cornell powell is but hey at 4.07 i'll take that man you check in three of the five big boxes i'll take that 4.07 give me that all day 4.08 the last pick of the draft this is my only pick that i had and there was literally nobody good left so what i did is just stuck to my guns and i drafted just just drafted for value that's exactly what i did I looked at the player with the best draft cap, and I said, that's who I'm going to take. I, I want to take someone who's not a, a total dart throw. I want to take someone with good draft cap, right? Because you draft for value and you trade for need. That's what you should always do. Draft for value and you trade for need. So I drafted Mac Jones, right? 15th overall out of Alabama, headed to the New England Patriots. He's 6'3", 220. I mean, look, say what you want about Mac Jones. He didn't do anything as a freshman. I get it. Sophomore year, played what he played, 11 games. And, you know, he was okay. He had 14 touchdowns and three interceptions. I mean, like, good ratio. But at the end of the day, he just 1,500 yards. You know, the numbers were not there. And then they finally gave him the reins. They finally let him play his junior year. And he was insane. He had 41 touchdowns, four interceptions, and 4,500 passing yards. Like, that's so good. That's <laughs> that's crazy. And he's playing against some of the best defenses in the entire world, right? And this Mac Jones just balled out his final year. And it's funny because our draft was like a week ago, and I already traded Mac Jones. I, uh, I'm a Dalvin Cook owner, and I wanted to secure his handcuff. So I got Alexander Madison. It was a straight-up one-on-one trade, Alexander Madison for Mac Jones. And look... We play in a, in a one quarterback league, okay? I have Lamar Jackson. I have like Matt Ryan and well, like some other decent quarterback that's slipping my mind right now. I can't even think of. But my point is, Mac Jones holds such little dynasty value in a one quarterback league right now. And I just think he's very limited for fantasy purposes because he doesn't run much at all. And you got to rely on his arm. I don't know how good he's going to be. I expect Mac Jones to be on the field by like week eight at the latest. If it's up to me, man, he'd be on the field week one, absolutely, right? He's probably already better than Cam Newton, and he's just, 
you know, you don't spend 15 overall on some bum that you're going to go sit on the bench. You spend your 15th overall first round pick on some player that you want to build your franchise around. So I expect this kid to be, you know, relevant. I expect him to be playing and he should be playing earlier than you think, right? From a logical and rational standpoint, that's how I feel. So, but yeah, man, that wraps up our draft. Let me know if you have any questions or anything else that you want me to talk about in future episodes. This will be released tomorrow morning, June 10th, by like 5 or 6 in the morning. So, I guess I'll talk to you all then. Uh, in the meantime, I, I don't know, man. I hope I feel better. I feel like garbage today. It's going to rain later today and tomorrow. Yeah, that's all I got, fellas. Just do me a favor. Keep fading consensus, and I'll see you all soon, all right? Peace, boys.